I'm Coach Mickey, and I'm so glad that you've joined me. And if this is your first time joining me, come on in and make yourself comfortable. And if you join me on a regular basis, I'm so glad that you do. And I'm so proud of you. I know binge eating is not an easy task to get through each and every day. And as you know, I like to share not only my journey of binge eating, but also uh, other people that have shared their stories with me. And And I truly hope that these insights and stories that I share with you really give you a little bit of information to be able to help you get over binge eating. I know it's it's an everyday occurrence, uh, but as a disclaimer, I want you to know that I am not a physician. So anytime you're making any kind of changes to your eating lifestyle, exercise, or anything else, please check with your doctor, healthcare provider, or whoever you seem to be seeing at the time to help you with your your health issues. Anyway, with that being said, I would like to uh, share with you today uh, a story about salty foods. Why are we so addicted to salty foods? The last podcast we talked about, we talked about sugar, and we know how sugar can cause and trigger dopamine within our brains. And we have that satisfying feeling, that rewarding feeling, and it drives us to constantly go back to sugar to keep... uh, binging on it so we can constantly feel those feel-good emotions. So is salty foods any different? And if you're like me, I am the person that will go to salty foods way over sugar at any time. Uh, to be honest, I have always had a bag of either pretzel sticks or potato chips or some kind of salty snack that was in my car. When I worked in San Diego, I'd have to drive all day every day. And I would drive for almost uh, four to six hours going from one location to another. And my best buddy and companion always seemed to be a bag of chips that was next to me. And that probably explained why my blood pressure was extremely high at the time, because I was intaking all this salt. And it was it was just a no brainer to constantly reach over as soon as I got in the car and grab a handful of, of chips or pretzel sticks. So where do these attachments come into place? Uh, you know, who doesn't enjoy a good burger and fries and shakes? I mean, fast foods, again, are salty and they're just as addicting. And let's find out where, where are the triggers? What happens? Where do we get that pleasure in our brains? Well, first of all, they're very highly palatable and they're engineered to taste good and to trigger the pleasure in our human brains. They're also very high in fat and sugar and salt. And as we know, these contain contain all the pleasurable sensors that we want to have to experience this amazing feeling and taste. And that's why we find it so appealing. But it's like a holy grail of dopamine dump. And it's very convenient, it's accessible, and it's affordable, and it's convenient. And that's a great attachment for when we're having an emotional meltdown. So other than the taste of salt and fat, when we associate with this pleasure, we like the crunchy sound. I mean, that is another sensor that we have that we we realize. I mean, who doesn't like the crunching? And that in itself is another stimulus because it helps identify not only the motion, but also the senses you're hearing and then also the taste. So you're you're combining all of those and you're getting all these sensations that are going to help you get through with the emotional uh, situation that you're in at the time. So... Let's take a note about relying on these foods. They are our primary source of emotional comfort, but we do know they negatively affect our body. 
they also do all kinds of things that we know, which is either uh, we gain weight from them, it affects our blood pressure, it, you know, we have uh, all of these other factors that that feed into our our health, and let alone the actual nutrition value is just minimal. There's probably more nutrition in the container they came in than they actually have. And if you go to the Binge on Life YouTube channel, I have got a couple breakdowns and a couple shorts on there that'll show you the difference between just packing a turkey sandwich for your lunch compared to stopping by a fast food restaurant and get grabbing a, a burger shake and fries and the amount of calories. And you know, after talking to many of you, and if you've seen me speak and you've read my books, you know, I am not about counting calories. I am all about being aware of what you're eating and being on a healthy journey. Uh, and we'll talk about why diets don't work. That'll be in a later podcast. But you know for a fact that I'm just not about counting calories. However, when you look at these calorie contents of these one meals, Whatever you are eating in one meal, which consists of a burger, fries, and a shake or or a large soda, is really equivalent to a full day's worth of calorie count, not only with carbohydrates, but the fats, the sugars, a lot of times your sodium. The sodium is just there's salt content that you find, you know, even in sodas is extremely high. And we're not aware of these because we don't realize it's happening because of what we're eating. And to, and right then it's just a quick fix. So why does salt connect with us? Why does it have that grasp? Well, salt is just like sugar. Whatever we are drug of choices, and you've heard me say that before, you know, sometimes we pick sugar, sometimes we pick salt. The reason I say it's our drug of choice is because we're using that as a coping mechanism to get us through whatever emotion that we're dealing with. Although we do know that when we have these attachments, they are attached to whatever may have happened in our past or something that's happening currently. So I want to share with you a story of my friend, Jenny. Now, again, you guys know I change my clients' names, you know, and any name I use is just coincidental. So let's talk about Jenny. So Jenny had an extreme addiction to potato chips. She would binge on a large bag of uh, plain potato chips almost every single day. Uh, one day she had come to one of my seminars and she she approached me and we were talking and she said, I am a binge eater. Well, first of all, that takes a lot of courage. As we know, to even identify or accept as being a binge eater is the very first step. And if you identify and you know you're a binge eater, then that tells you and me that you are also on the track to getting healthy because you now are aware. You know, I cannot tell you how many people I have seen and will never even imagine or even contemplate the fact that they would accept the fact that they're binge eating. So I gave her a lot of credit for that. And I thought that was very brave on her end to approach me and, and admit that. So we would meet once a week and on the, that once a week, what we would do is we would go over and we'd talk about a lot of different things, her eating structure, you know, again, her journaling, like we've talked about, you know, always keeping a journal, you know, the date, the time, what's happening, who are you with, you know, the emotions that you're feeling that is driving you all towards the uh, comfort food that you're having. 
So as we went through all this, we discovered over the past year, she had gone through a lot of, lot of stressful situations, such as she went through a separation. She had a new job. She had moved to a different state. Uh, her, one of her children had graduated and moved on to college. And these were a lot of life changing events that had happened through her life and which it made sense why she had a lot of stress attachment to the food. And that was one factor. And, and we always look at what's happening now, but then we had to dig a little bit deeper. So we talked, we talked a little bit more and we started digging back a little bit and just in casual, we were talking one day and it just happened to be on the anniversary of her mom's demise. And it had been three years since her mother had died. And we just started discussing the relationship. I said, let's, let's visit that a little bit today. So we started talking about that. And I says, tell me some of the, the best things about your, you remember about your mom and, and what are some of your best stories and what were the things that seemed to affect you the most? So as Jenny started to, to share with me her stories, she did tell me how close she was with her mother and how miss, much she had really missed having her around, especially with all these things happening in her life. But then it hit her and she said, okay, so. I remember every day throughout my childhood, every single day for lunch, my mother would make a point. She'd pack our lunches for us. And every day in our lunch, she would put a little sandwich bag with a handful of potato chips every single day with a little note saying, I love you. And she remembered that. She said, without fail, there would always be a bag of potato chips and a little note. And then even on the weekends when she, her mother would make lunch or sometime, at least on one of the meals that they had, there was always a handful of potato chips. And she stopped for a second. And I just listened. And it hit her. She realized. She got it. See, Jenny missed her mom and she needed her so much during those trying times of her life, going through the separation and and a new job and a move and the change in her life with her kids. And she had always turned to her mom for help all those years, anytime, because her relationship was so close. But see, with her mother being gone now, she Jenny didn't have her anymore. But the closest thing she had to her mom were those potato chips. And she realized that she was using that to fill that void. And during the time frame, all these things were happening. That's when she noticed subconsciously, she started getting bags of potato chips and using those every time she felt stressed. And she would eat them pretty much every day just to fill that void. Now, that's a pretty close, tight resemblance of what was happening and identification and attachment. And it may not be chips that you use. Maybe it's pretzels, maybe it's uh, uh, Cheetos, whatever your, whatever your uh, choices that you use for a salty fix, identify the feeling and think back, you know, what, what did we have that brought that memory or that attachment. And maybe it isn't. Maybe it's just the fact that that is your go-to because you feel stressed or lonely or sad or uh, anxious or whatever, angry, whatever the feeling is that you're feeling, there could be something that is triggering all of these these reasonings for you to go and grab, whether it's a fast food, whether it's chips, but it gives you that 
attachment to be able to use that as a coping mechanism. You know, we, we have these things that we do and we don't realize that we're doing them. And a lot of times when we are addicted to a certain or a specific food, we're like, okay, so what am I supposed to do? How do I change this? What, what can I do to get that, that feeling or satisfaction, to satisfy what I need? A couple things. One is identify it. Identify why you're eating it. Again, go back to the journaling, write it down, you know, the date, the time, whom you're with or what you're doing. What is the feeling? How strong is that feeling? What are you eating or what did you eat? And then what could you have done differently? And then on top of that, three things that you really like about yourself. This is all a journey. This is for you to recognize these patterns and to help you with this. Now, what can we do to be able to change and out this, this satisfy, to satisfy us for drug, you know, for, um, salty snacks? Well, for me, I, w- I started getting almonds. I love almonds. So I'll have those and I had other kind of nuts, but I had to be careful because again, you don't want to use those as a coping mechanism, you know, and eat more than you need. But what I did start doing was I started cutting up vegetables like carrots and celery and cucumbers. And even so, I would put even a splash of salt on. Putting a splash of salt on is just going to give you that salty taste. It's also going to satisfy that crunching. So you get that crunching and, you know, eating carrots and celery and cucumbers, you're going to still get that satisfying crunch and it's going to help you, but it's not a much healthier choice. So the takeaway from today is, you know, we still need to determine what the underlying reasons are for the binge. You know, that's your good starting point. Identify the triggers and recognize the situations. And then take one thing, one thing this week after you've listened to this, I would like you to replace one salty binge food that you use with something healthy and try it. Give yourself a, the opportunity to, to make that change. Just one, one small, one small step makes a big, huge difference. All right. Until next week, please, please, please take care of you. And I will look forward to seeing you. Remember the most courageous thing you can do is be yourself. I look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, see ya.